welcome to Dream It, Dare It, Do It, Live the Life You Want, a podcast where we talk about, you know, our natural essence, our true essence, and how can we live the life that we want based on that. And today I have a special guest called Steph Sibahowski. Did I do that right? Yeah, pretty good. <laughs> so Steph, I've already posted a coming soon about you 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 were my first series of coming soon guests so people have heard a little bit about you but do you want to share a little bit about who you are and where you're from just for our listeners okay so yeah Steph Sibihovsky I uh, live in the UK um, I have been a principals practitioner for about ooh, let me see eight years now and um, I get to play all over the world with you know businesses and with uh, mental health charities with schools and um, I get to share this understanding in, in with so much so many incredibly beautiful people and um, it's it's the best thing I ever did so uh, I get to share it today with you Jasmine yeah so there are two things I'd like to talk to you about the first one being um, what is your take on living the life you want like I'm I'm assuming that you are presently living the life you want <laughs> And like when you're talking to your clients or even thinking about it for yourself, like what do you think about living the life you want? Such a good question. So it seems to me that as human beings, and as spiritual beings, we are living right in the fold, right in the edge between the two. And it often feels to me that, and, and this happened to me as well, is that when I was a lot younger, I became conditioned to what society and my family and, and, and my culture told me about me the things that they would say about me that I was good at and that I was bad at things that I should do and things that I shouldn't do and and I grew up with this idea of what was possible for me and the way I think of it now is like um, we build ourselves this, this little prison of possibility, this prison of, uh, of ideas of who we are and, and, and what life is. And we, we lovingly decorate it with, yeah, I can do that. Or, I, can, I think I can do that. I shouldn't do that. And, and, but we live 
in this tiny little space of what's possible, what we think is possible. And for me, coming across the principles, I began to see how I was I, I was always being guided by life. You know, when I was in trouble, I would, you know, I would have um, whispers of, 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 of the universe telling me which way I should go, how I should navigate, whatever. And, and, and for a lot of the time, I didn't take any notice of the, of the, of the universe and what it said because I didn't know what it was. But when I came across the principles, I began to see how life, although sometimes it didn't look like that, I began to see how life had been holding me. It had been supporting me. It had been showing me how to live. Now I was still still living in my little prison. But when I began to see just how kind the design is, how beautiful, how beautifully we're made, and how, how incredibly intelligent the operating system is, the energy is behind life that's that's running us, that's, that's, that's running through us, the energy running through us. I began to see that life was also showing me in the things that I felt inspired by in the moment, things that I felt passionate about, things that I I love doing. I began to see that life was showing me what it wanted to create through me, as opposed to me being the one creating my life. I began to see how for so long, I, I you know, at times in my life, I'd resisted the uh the urge to do what i love to do because i thought it wasn't right because i was living in this little prison that would say no you can't be a musician you know or you can't be a coach um because you know you have to earn a living and you need to earn people's respect and so you need to do a job that's worthy so I, I began to see how I had I know I instead of flowing with the river of life and the river of life to me we know when we're in the flow because of how it feels I began to see how I'd been resisting that and how that felt when I was resisting it 
you know some you know i i've had some jobs and some you know some parts of my life where that have been less than less than happy shall we say and i began to see that that although that's not a reason for not doing those things it feels much we're designed to express we're, we are designed to create we cannot stop creating because we are of creation and when we try and stop that happening we feel it mm. so for me that feeling of what lights us up that feeling it might be just a, a little feeling of oh yeah that would be cool or it might be oh yeah that would be that would be amazing to do that the feeling that comes with it to me is what is telling me when I'm in alignment with what life wants to create. Mm. Yeah, I like that. When, when it's not feeling good, we're disaligned. Yeah. Mm. And, it, and we're not, there's a difference, you know, because I'm like, what occurred to me as soon as I said it, I was like, yeah, but you know, sometimes we don't feel good because we're sad and it's actually the, the right decision. You know, like, um, I, I'm thinking, it, it, what occurred to me is when I broke up with my boyfriend, <laughs> don't know yeah. why, it's been a long time, but yeah. that kind of occurred to me. And it was kind of like, when because like I'd been with this gentleman for a long time and, and I was just miserable, you know, like I was, I, I mean, I didn't have this understanding back then, but mm -hmm. I was unhappy and it was all about him. It was all his fault. You know, I was unhappy mm -hmm. because he was like this, because he did that, because this, that, this, that. And even back then I knew that's not right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he, he is who he is. Um, he's doing what he's doing. And, and he hasn't changed. I've been with him for seven years. He's been like this, like, what's the, like, why does it all of a sudden bug me? Yeah. I mean, he never used to pick up his dishes. Why am I now all of a sudden upset with him and thinking I'm miserable because he's not picking up his dishes. What is that about? Like, just like, it just didn't work with me, you know? Mm -hmm. And I suffered through it the whole time. Like, you know, like it was a suffering, you know, because yeah. of the thinking was always really, I was perpetuating this, you know? Yeah. I was making him suffer through it all, you know, constantly screaming at him and bitching at him and having the sarcastic comments and and yet we were the best of friends. Like I remember like this relationship was like, the, I had the most fun. We laughed together, we played together. Mm -hmm. But I think it was just time. It was just like, there was, there was just like, I'd come yeah. to an end 
know? Yeah. And, and I, and, you know, I would suffer through the dishes and the this and the that. <laughs> um, but the, like something, the day that I saw that I was now looking to other men, mm-hmm. you know, like I was my, I was no longer looking at him. I was looking somewhere else. That kind yeah. of like triggered something in my, in me, like, I wouldn't leave him because he doesn't pick up his stuff. I wouldn't leave him because he watches TV. I, you know, I wouldn't leave him for all these stupid little things that I thought of. But me actually going like this and looking somewhere else, that kind of like triggered. It was like, hey, if you're at that point, it's not fair. Like, I love him too much to do it. And, and I broke up with him and I cried my brains out. <laughs> Like a very, very long time, I cried my brains out. And people were like, you're the one who broke up. Why are you crying? <laughs> you know, and it didn't make any sense to me back then. But looking back, I could see that life had me. Like, you know, yeah. e- even though the feeling wasn't a feeling of happiness, it wasn't a feeling like when we're talking about the feeling and you could mm. you know, tell me what you think about this, but it's not a feeling of oh I feel good now this is the right way to go this is it's not that kind of feeling don't don't mistake it that way it's a feeling of knowing you just know intellectually you get that you might you know be in pain for a little bit (laughs) but you just know I think there's a, <clears throat> as human beings, you know, I'm saying having, uh, or spiritual beings having human experience, we get to be both. Mm. And we're right on that edge. And I love what you're saying about the, the sadness. Because there's something about showing up with our whole self, you know, with our, with, with, with our sadness and our joy, with our anger and our love. And I think what I'm hearing in what you're saying is, The sadness is a beautiful human emotion. And sometimes we can judge it and make it mean something. See, I think that sadness is, for me, uh, another aspect of love just as kindness is, just as compassion is, just as passion is. I think sadness is (laughs) 
it, it it's like an expression of 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 grief but it, it it's of love you know and what you're saying about that feeling of knowing is is absolutely true and i think that what happens is when we go when we go from the the noise of our moment by moment thinking about us and about what's happening and about what we want and what we don't want the moment we go and touch that deeper place the the deeper dimension of us that that is always pure that's always untouched by what happens to us in life the space beneath and before our thinking that has that quality of as you say knowing that has the quality of love and compassion for ourselves and for whoever we're with and I think that is that is our true selves that is our true essence as you said and that's when we know albeit there's sadness we know what needs to be done we know where the next step is and and There is so much kindness to that. There is so much, yeah, there's so much beauty in the design. Because it, it, it comes with a feeling and that feeling is, it might not be joy and inspiration, but there is a knowing to it. And I, I'd say, I feel that, that, that sadness is, is a dimension of love. Well, that's a beautiful way to look at it, actually. Um, you know, off camera, you and I were talking about how, you know, I used to, like, my preferences in, in my life used to basically lead, lead me, you know. And they would stop me from beautiful things because I didn't want to feel sadness. You know, like my preference is I do not want to feel sadness. <laughs> but the fact of the matter is one of the things that I did see a little while back is that the things that I would stop myself from feeling you know, the, the things that I thought were negative uh, and that I didn't, I stopped myself from feeling then like the negative has a positive. So the more that I would invest my time and energy on not feeling something negative, I didn't realize how I was also at the same time, not feeling the positive. 
And that was, that was amazing to see for me. Like, and, and I remember it was, I was watching um, something that Dr. Phil said, I was watching a show and Dr. Phil said, no matter how flat a pancake is, there's two sides, you know, <laughs> he thinks he's, he's from Texas. And, and that kind of like hit me, no matter how flat a pancake is, there's two sides. And I really like, and it was funny because I kind of like integrated it. And I was like, okay, so um, if I'm sad, then there's also happiness. And then if there's uh, anger, there's also joy. And Like I was just like playing with yeah. all of it and it, it just brought me to it, you know? Yeah. And I think I think there's, um, and, and that's one of the things that we also were talking off camera. So I'm bringing it back, people. Um, <laughs> we were talking about how I could, like I was explaining how I, I get in my head and I, I literally think something and then I see that I'm thinking something and then I judge myself for thinking that thing and then I judge myself for judging myself that I'm judging myself for thinking that thing. And I get into this loop and I totally lose my presence. Like, I mean, it's just this on and it, it never ends. <laughs> I mean, yeah. unless I can literally go, oh yeah, oh, I'm in my head. And one of the things that you said was like something to the effect that we kind of like, we don't honor the seeing so talk yeah. a little bit more about that. Well, I I remember Elsie Spittle saying a while back, I heard her say that when, you know, when we've been in the three principles for a while, we think that we should not necessarily get lost as often as we do. I do every day, you know, and, and so, you know, so we, we go through this thing about when we get lost, we suffer. And then when we notice that we're lost, it, we kind of go, Oh, damn, I've done it again. You know, I've got, I've, I've, I've done it. I should know better than that. So it, it becomes, it's not only that we're lost, but we're now going down the rabbit hole with thinking on top of thinking. What does that mean about me? What have I learned? You know, it's, like, it's just, it's just not helpful, you know. So her, her, her idea was, no, don't honour the getting lost. Don't, don't focus on that. Honour the seeing honor the noticing and I thought that was really cool and I think that you know I when we talk about noticing for me it feels like a very normal word you know it feels like and it is it is a very uh, ordinary thing to happen but it seems to me when we notice something when we notice that we've got lost it's actually a shift in consciousness. We've actually shifted. So we now have a perspective on something we did not have perspective on five minutes earlier. When, when we celebrate that, 
then the focus shifts completely. Mm. There's no rabbit hole. That's gorgeous. So it's, it's, it, you know, um, when I, when I started this, this podcast, I, um, I, it was like, I want to have these great conversations, which I'm having, I'm having these great conversations. And, um, I, I really started to see that I, I love life, <laughs> you know, I, I just love life. And, um, and I notice things and I notice that there are areas in my life that I'm not looking at anymore. And that I'm thinking, why, you know, I'm, so I, I went into this, this inquiry. And one of the things that I, like I told you, uh, I, I'm going to need is a body and subjects that I don't talk about are things like weight loss even like even as I'm telling you this I'm really seeing that I can't believe that I'm actually going to do episodes about moving and eating and weight loss and stuff because this is not something I want to talk about it's a it's a taboo subject in the jasmine mind um, but I, I collaborate with Rob Cook, which is, uh, you know him, he's a personal yeah, trainer. And we have these, you know, we have a lot of conversations about movement. And so um, I'm going to share the conversation that we just had actually yesterday together, we were talking about this. And you'll see, it's really me, me trying to see something. Hello, everybody. <laughs> we are here today on a new segment of Move the Way You Want, Just Move. And um, Rob and I were just talking off camera and we were talking about, you know, spring and summer's coming. Yay! <laughs> right. And, and, uh, and uh, of course, you know, the thoughts are coming about what is my body looking like and I got to lose weight and, and all of this stuff. And so, yeah, so uh, we're going to talk about that today and what I was, uh, and, and maybe we'll talk about that a little later on also uh, throughout the next few episodes. This might be like a loaded topic, uh, <laughs> just saying. <laughs> um, so one thing that that showed up for me, like I, I really, um, yeah, I, I want to talk about moving um, and, and I want to talk about weight loss. And then I have this, a lot of thinking around, uh, around weight loss. Obviously I've thought about weight loss a lot in my life, <laughs> mm -hmm. still doing it. Um, and like the thing that I saw was Yesterday, I was kind of like shopping. I was like, oh, I feel like having this nice, this nice top. I feel like having a nice sexy top and all of this. And, and then, and then I was looking at the tops and then I was looking at my body and I was like, oh, yeah, the top looks good on that girl, but it's never going to look good on me. And now I have to lose weight in order to be able to fit on the top, in the top and look good. So what I'd like to hear your take on is like, like, this is how I feel. I feel like if I start, you know, wanting to lose weight because I want to look good, it, I feel like I'm never going to make it <laughs> just because 
you know, when I was 16, I wanted to lose weight because I wanted to look good. And, you know, at 30, I found pictures of me when I was 16. And I was like, holy cow, that was a hottie, man. I was like, so cool, cute, you know? And then I, when I was 50, I was looking at pictures of me when I was 32. And I was like, oh, man, that was a good looking girl. And, you know, so I'm never happy about it. Right. So I'm, I, so like, I just kind of like, I don't want to, I don't want to start the conversation about losing weight to look good. Yeah. Like, like, yeah. So here I am and I'm shutting up now because the rest is just <laughs> no, a lot I, of thinking. I, I love what you were saying because it's, it's how a lot of people look at, um, Weight loss. Uh, I really don't talk about weight loss much anymore, though, um, mm -hmm. just because of what I felt the the space it provided for my clients or for people I was working with on it. And and that was, again, like everything else. There's something wrong. I got to change. I got to do something different. And it's backwards. It's, it's perceived as going backwards. You know, negative means I got to reduce that at some point I was better and now I got out of shape or I gained this much weight. So I'm falling apart. Now I got to go back because I'm broken or whatever. And, and that was when I really paid attention to numbers. But now that I'm more concerned about the quality of your body composition overall, I don't really worry about weight loss as I will get clients to buy into gaining more muscle. By gaining more muscle, you're going to lose fat mass, right? Because a lot of times when I get a person to gaining more muscle, their body shapes and tone where the number on the scale may not go down, but their clothes are falling off their bodies or they, they, they shape or appear significantly different, even though the number is still the same, but the quantity, the fat-free mass and the fat mass has completely changed. So... I love the conversation what you're, you started with is before we do any movement or before we get into anything like this, the space we come from is, is very important. Most of the time, we'll, stay, we'll use the term weight loss because we're there with it. Most of the time, weight loss is a, a load of thinking, a mode of thinking that's attached to some other things that just aren't going well. You know, or it could be attached to a health scare or risk. I'm doing a presentation, putting a presentation together where I'm looking at the amount of people that preventable diseases affect in the United States of America. And I was talking to somebody about it. And it was like, oh, well, that's not, those aren't really bad numbers. I was like, uh, it's preventable diseases. So any number, <laughs> it, one is bad because it's preventable. That's like saying, Oh, all those people died uh, from preventable gunshot wounds. Well, wait, why didn't we prevent the gunshot wounds? <laughs> why didn't we just stop that then? So they didn't have to die. So, you know, so I love that about the space because it's very important on how you start this journey and not believing it's linear, right? Your body got, your life got to a point where you didn't move as much. And in that lack of movement, your calorie intake probably increased and you held on to more fat okay now let's get you moving where you don't hold on to as much 
even your your calorie intake didn't even need to increase. Yeah, exactly. That's a very good point. You just the lack of movement is is where where this takes place. Um, and I use calorie intake because that's why I like to start people. If you haven't moved in a while, then I'll start people on just doing something different and how they eat and making small adjustments throughout their life. Because it's like a car that's been under the um, under the tarp for a couple years. All right, you you go out there. You can't just crank that car up if it's been off for a couple of years and take off driving. There's some dry ride on the tires. There are some webs and ends. You might even need to flush the fluids. Um, but once you do a few of those things, the car kind of gets back into a rhythm and, and hits the highway and purrs like it always did, just like the body will. You know, um, start adjusting, increasing your hydration, uh, removing certain foods from you know, little by little, as best you can, doing a little bit, standing up a little bit more through the day, walking more so, taking some of those conveniences away um, just to prepare the space, the mind, at how you are going to approach building more lean muscle mass rather than losing weight. Yeah, yeah. it's it's really interesting because, um, you know, I've been I've been working and, and one of the things that I've been doing is taking these segments that we do and, and exert, taking them out of the whole episode and making them just, just a segment to put them on, on YouTube. And, uh, and I was, I was re-listening to <laughs> a segment that we did. And, and it's funny because it, like in there, you were just like, well, it, it's just about have any movement works. Like yeah. that's what you had said to me, any movement works. And um, one thing that I started to see, like, I, like it's all about observing what you do. In my opinion, mm-hmm. like, it's like, like if that. you can freaking just look at what is it that you're doing right now and then take away the emotion, take away the, um, take away all of the negative thinking that you have about it. And just seeing truly what you're doing, then yeah. it, it's gonna it's gonna make a difference, right? And after I re-listened, because I actually recorded it, and then I re-listened, <laughs> it's so funny, right? Like we can do something, be present, but not be present. And I know that these in these conversations I get in my head as you're talking, I'm like, let's. There's just so much shit. Uh, so. I was re-listening and and I noticed that when I wake up in the morning, I get up and my body feels pretty good. And I, I get up and I go do my things and I'm just doing my things. And then all of a sudden I go and sit down. And I sit down on my sofa and then I just veg there for a little bit, which is something that I love to do, right? I, I love vegging. I'm a, I'm a veg. I, I've got the vegging art, you know, to a T. <laughs> um, but the other day I was like, well, I don't have to sit down to look at my phone notification. Yeah. Like, so it just started just sitting up and I was just like swaying and I was just like, you know, I could, I, I could almost hear your voice in my head going, any movement counts. And I was just yeah. like, okay, yeah. you know, maybe I could broom here. There's like some swiping, sweeping to do here. And, yeah. you know, I didn't sit down right away. And I was just like, 
I was, it was a baby step, but I was so proud of myself for having just noticed. That's the, you, I don't know if it ever happened to you, but a lot of my clients, I'll say something like, just, just walk for me for about five or 10 minutes. And they're like, that's it. Oh, okay. Okay. And we'll come back and I'll be like, hey, did you give me my five or 10 minutes? They're like, yeah, but I went like an hour. Yeah, but I went like 30 minutes. Yeah, I went about 45 minutes. So yeah, I went for two hours. I was like, oh, okay, thank you. They was like, are you going to give me longer next time? I'm like, no, because next time you won't do it. It was me saying start five or 10 <laughs> that got you going because that seemed obtainable to you. I knew you were going to go over. That's how the body is designed. Once you start moving, it's going to look for more ways to move. So when you stood up and didn't just go to vegging out, the body was like, hey, I like this movement shit. Let me, let's broom. Yeah. I don't yeah. even know if you like brooming or not, but you're thought to do it. Like it's yeah. a movement, right? Yeah. You just, that's, that's how it works. It's, it's so funny. I was just saying this this last weekend. I got it from, from listening to the way Michael was talking about coaching, but healthy living um, is an art. There's science to losing weight, right? There is a, a formula, an equation, a mathematical, whatever you want. There is science to it. But it, if it was that easy, everybody would have it. So it's got to be something on this side with the thinking and the art and the way your life works for it and the way it fits for you that is, that is up for exploration. Um, because it's also most of the science that we have are based off professional athletes. That's who we use to, to, to make the metric. Professional athletes, people who get paid to either run yeah. into each other at high space collision, play a sport, do a weight lift. Like that's who we measure it off. That's who we look at. It's so funny. We don't look at doctors and go, I want to, I want to, I want to be shaped just like that doctor right there. <laughs> right? Like, oh my well, some God. doctors aren't shaped very well. Exactly. <laughs> but that's my point though. Oh, yeah. that dentist is perfectly shaped. That's the body I want. That dentist right there. Yeah. Nope. We go to the professional athletes. Yeah. The fitness models who it's just hilarious. Who put in more than 10,000 hours at just <laughs> doing this. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So guys, we're going to leave you with that. We're just going to leave you today. This is what we're going to leave you with. I mean, I know we've talked about it in a prior episode, but just like, just look at yourself truly look at yourself what are you doing yeah and don't think about your calories don't think at what you're eating don't think about doing gazillion exercises just look right now at what you're doing mm -hmm. and see you know what kind of movement you could just add yeah what do you think i love it look at your space and see what it can hold i love it fantastic space and see what it can hold. And if it only can hold five, 10 minute walks, let that space hold it then. Yeah. But don't try to, the space is only equipped for five or 10 minutes right now because it hasn't been something you've done and you're trying to fit three hour workouts in it. That, that doesn't work. So just look at your space, like you said, yeah. look at your space, see what it can hold and then come back for another episode so we can help you feel it. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you, Rob. We're going to we're going to continue this conversation in the next episode. Wow. I love Rob. <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah.
Yeah, he's a uh, he's a good egg. <laughs> yeah, so it was it was really aligned with what we were talking about, right? It it's like, lots of noticing. Yeah. What did yeah. what did you did, did did this do anything for you? Like, did you did you hear anything? I yeah. Like how you take notes? I did. I just wrote. I just wrote down. There's, there's the thinking that, that we have around weight loss and around what we need to do in order to be our ideal weight or our ideal shape. And it looks hard, you know, as you were saying and as Rob was saying, it kind of looks hard. But then the way that Rob was describing it, I, 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 I saw that. The body is designed to return to equilibrium and the body will tell you what it needs. So he was saying, just walk for five, 10 minutes. Once the body starts moving, it's going to find more ways to move. That's the body. That's being in alignment with life and it's giving us what we need to come back to stable to come back to equilibrium like our mind in exactly the same way our mind life is is constantly inviting us to come back into equilibrium after our thought storm you know after after what might seem a difficult situation if we allow it if we allow the system to, to take over without us trying to shake the snow globe, trying to fix it, then it automatically comes back into equilibrium. And I love that about what Rob said, because that's, that's what the body will do if we, if we allow it. And what you said, if we just notice what's happening, The noticing is allowing the body, allowing the system to do what it needs to do. Mm. And that feels really simple. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's not, it's it, like, it's like the second you say the words, in, in my case, and I'm sure in a lot of other people's cases, sure I'm not alone in this but you know we hear the words weight loss and it's not two words it's not you know some 15 letters I don't even know I'm, I'm, I'm just making yeah. stuff up but it's not those letters it's like yeah. everything we've ever thought everything we've ever read everything that's what comes with it and yeah. depending on you know how much time you've been listening to it you know I've been I've been told, you know, I was seven years old and people were telling me that I, I was chubby and I started looking at it back then and I'm like 51 now. So yeah. there's a lot of looking at it. Yeah. It's what we were saying earlier. It's a lifetime's worth of conditioning that builds this prison of possibility for us. 
we think I'm never going to be able to to get back to the weight that I want to do because I've never been able, you know, for, for the last however many years, it's never it's never happened. And that 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 thinking just kind of takes over. We don't allow the system to settle. We don't allow the 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 equilibrium and and the stability to return because we're stopping it with this. Yeah. Wow. Steph, this was a great conversation. Thank oh, you. Jasmine, bless you. Thank you. I've really, really enjoyed it. I really have. It's so good seeing you again. Yeah, same here, same here. Yeah. So if people would like to hear a little bit about you, like how could they reach you? Do you have a website? I think you do, right? Okay, so I have a website which is about to be launched. Okay. Uh, and it's called Your Unlimited Potential, all one word, .co.uk. And I have a Facebook page um, called Your Deepest Potential. Okay. Okay, very cool. Well, thank you so much for accepting the invitation. It's and been an absolute pleasure. I'm going to ask you one last thing. This is one thing that I do at the end of the episode is to, if you could have a nugget of wisdom, would you have just a little nugget for our people? I'm going to say honor the noticing. Mm. Honor when you see your thinking honor when you come back into equilibrium forget everything else just honor that and you'll be fine fantastic thank you so much everybody i'm closing this up and i'm telling you just dream it dare it do it live the life you want bless you bye thank you